coming up on this episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. For you educators out there, listen to me carefully. Your words have power and beyond what you even think that they have. Be careful how you are talking to these children. This episode is brought to you by SNA Audio and Video. With over five years experience in the audiovisual industry, SNA Audio and Video is your industry expert in Paulsboro. We pride ourselves on our extreme professionalism and attention to detail. Our customer service guarantee will assure you you will not leave your property until you are completely satisfied with our work. As a family-owned and operated business, you can trust that we will treat your home as we would treat our own. Give us a call today and we look forward to working with you. We offer TV mounting, surround sound systems, smart home product instructions, security camera systems and installation, ceiling fan installations, and more. Servicing areas in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Delaware. To SNA Audio and Video, call us at 856-319-6658 or 856-542-8358. This is the Empowerment Perspective Podcast, hosted by Dr. Demiso A. Josie. All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie, and today we have a special, special guest on. As always, we're about bringing educators to you, and now we use the term educator in terms of people that have a message and that can teach you something, not necessarily, that's not just be the traditional educator, um, but we have somebody on today that I definitely think you will um, get some useful information um, about, and we're going to hit on some things about her, her book. Um, we have a mutual friend, Dr. Darlene Dahan, who's a friend <laughs> of the show, so shout out to, to Darlene out there uh, <laughs> as well. So, um, Dr. Renee Ellison, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being on. We finally got our schedules together. We was able to to coordinate it correctly, which is which is awesome. Um, so my understanding, I'm gonna call you a trainer, call you a coach. I'm gonna call you a former TV or current TV personality. You kind of <laughs> do like a bunch of things. So um, before I actually get to the why, kind of explain what it is that you do. Yeah, so I'm a recent author. I just authored a book um, that you mentioned in your open, um, From Fake to Phenomenal, uh, that was just released in August. Um, but my, for my profession, I'm the CEO and founder of a coaching and training company. And I specialize, uh, of course, in, in in coaching of all kinds, but specifically in life and leadership coaching. That's where I received my training and my uh, certification. Um, my doctorate is in organizational leadership, so I, I love leading teams and leading groups and facilitating and training as well. I do a little bit of consulting here and there and um, and a little bit of public speaking. So kind of a combination of skills. Awesome. Awesome. So how <laughs> did you end up here? Like, why, why is this work important and how did you end up in this space? Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely in terms of... Um, why the work is important. Um, I think everybody needs to be able to uh, kind of dive a little bit deeper into their introspective journey. And that's the one thing that I learned when I went to coaching school is that 
you know, every, uh, everyone wants to be listened to, everyone wants to be heard, everyone wants to be seen on some level. And as a coach, I have the opportunity to be able to provide, you know, really safe spaces for people, uh, both individually and collectively in groups. And the journey to get here was kind of a twisting, turning road. And, and you know, I talk about it in the book, especially in the first and second chapter, when I talk about my my um, stepping into my television career in my early 20s and then actually um, the damage that that career did to me and how I learned how to be inauthentic as a form of survival, mm. both in my life and in my career. And um, just my journey, my introspective journey to get back to or, or to discover the Renee that I never quite um, tapped into mm. in my earlier years. And um, yeah, so that that's kind of how it how it came to be. So was this always like the end goal for you? Or what, did you think, I guess, I guess not when you were in te or television, you probably thought that that was your path. Like, how do you how did you end up here? Because I talk about all the time, like, you know, Focus on the process. The product kind of is going to take care of itself in the end. Some of us are putting, you know, thinking that we may uh, end up in a certain place, but then God might have a different plan, a different path for you. So was that the end goal for you? And how did, you know, was that? What, to be a, a, a coach and, a, and an author of a book about inauthenticity? Absolutely yeah. not. Um, I think when, when I was in high school, um, my first desire, I wanted to be like Thurgood Marshall. I wanted to be a civil rights attorney. My dream mm. when I was in high school, I I, I, I remember uh, Vince Star Jones said, you know, she used to watch soap operas and she would see people on soap operas who were lawyers. And she was like, I want to be a lawyer. And she became a lawyer. And, and I was kind of the same way. Like, I just thought it was so cool watching, you know, Perry Mason and, you know, all the, you know, all those people uh, who were, who were attorneys and, and a, a teacher discouraged me mm. when I was in uh, high school and I never really revisited it. Um, but it was always kind of planted in the back of my mind, that idea of, um, you know, getting a higher education and, and striving. Did you have something you wanted to ask me? Yeah, I just wanted to pause you because we have a lot of educators that follow us. And I think you said something that was extremely important is that that teacher discouraged you. Can you just take us back to that moment and what was that like for you as a student? Yeah, yeah, really good question. You know, so um, I, I was a I was a kid that was a little bit um, different in um, my maybe my approach to to life um, because of my mother. She was she raised me as a um, very independent kind of uh, forward thinking child of the '60s. My mom and. So I didn't subscribe to a lot of traditional kind of thinking. So in my earlier years, and, and par partially I think it's because I wasn't raised in church. Mm -hmm. I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, whereas my peers, most of them went to church. So I say all this to say that in my earlier years, I was bullied a lot um, because of my size, because of you know my difference. And it was really hard for me to adjust and to find my ground, mm -hmm. my grounding, my footing. And so, you know, wanting to be an attorney and wanting to, you know, do something that was kind of, um, 
you know, aspirational, I guess you would call it. Um, I think when teachers heard me say that, it felt different because I, you know, there weren't that many black girls in my school. Mm-hmm. And of the black girls in my school, I would say that I was probably the only one saying I wanted to be an attorney. <laughs> so the teacher that I that I can I can still see it in my in my brain, um, that teacher standing and, and her, you know, kind of discouraging me. I think what she was really doing was trying to put me in my place. Mm. Um, and I didn't know that then. I, I saw it as um, okay, well, you know, maybe it's not meant for me to do that. Um, but I always craved something that was different and special and unique in my career path. And I just was fortunate enough to be able to do to do television. But I do really look back and, and sometimes I think, you know, what I desired uh, for my life was completely the antithesis of what actually occurred and just how, you know, that gap um, came to be had everything to do with not having that external validation and that encouragement from the leaders in my life who could have really planted that seed. For you educators out there, listen to me carefully. Your words have power and beyond what you even think that they have. Be careful how you are talking to these children. Our job is to to instill hope and, and, and dreams in these children, not to break them down. This is a I just had to take it a second to, to really uh, touch on that point because I think it's really, really important. Let's transition to your book, uh, From Fake to Phenomenal. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and I think if, if, if there's eight steps that you break down in, in terms of how you get to this particular journey, talk about the makeup of the book and what the, the contents are. Yeah, so the the subtitle of the book is Eight Secrets to Abandon Inauthenticity and Embrace Self-Discovery. And there's eight chapters. It's a quick read, less than 150 pages. Um, And it's a memoir and a personal development book. And the work really comes not in the reading of the story about me, but in the next part of the chapter, because every chapter has um, two additional parts. One uh, part is the, why I call Renaissance Reflections. Um, And I call them Renaissance Reflections because first of all, my name is Renee, R-E-N-A-I, right? And um, also that word Renaissance, I've always gravitated toward that. I love the word because it really talks about rebirth and revitalization and, you know, tapping into that, you know, new way of thinking about life. So I call them Renaissance Reflections and and they're basically just takeaways um, that you might be able as the reader to learn from as a result of the story that I've just told. And then I give you an opportunity to kind of reflect as well on what you may have taken away from my story um, that might impact and influence your story. So that's the second part of the book after the memoir. And then the third part is the phenomenal thoughts to ponder. And that's where the coaching background comes in, um, where I I basically ask open-ended journal prompting questions uh, based on the chapter, based on the secret that I've just shared and based on the reflections and the story that I've just told. 
and give you as the reader an opportunity to really reflect yourself. So there's actually lined pages in the book. So it's a workbook plus a, a memoir. So it's, 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 it's kind of a, it's a, it was a labor of love. Let's mm. just put it that way. It was a labor of love because a lot of thought went into how to make it more than just a story about me. Um, because, you know, <laughs> I, I, I feel like, you know, when you tell a story about yourself, that's one thing, but how is that going to help someone? Mm -hmm. Right. So, so that's where the second part of the book comes from. Awesome. In the third. So, um, this often inauthenticity, um, Jay-Z had a quote that he says, I walk in every room as myself. Right. And I'm sure he had to develop that at some point and get to that, get to that point. Um, I, I kind of feel like, especially uh, younger people, um, one, you're not truly understanding who you are as a person. But even now I'm thinking about it, even older people like we have a lot of us are walking around not as our true selves as we walk into these these places. I don't, I don't it's kind of like they're. Um, I want to use the term code switching, um, but this kind of branches off also off to a different topic right there. But um, how how do you go through a process of, I guess, truly finding who you are and what your purpose is? There it is. That's the word I was looking for. Purpose, and then people yeah. come always to me and say, "I don't know how to find my purpose." Right, and then you know, I always start with step one: is you need to be your true, authentic self. But how do you just give a little bit? I don't want to give away the book, but a little bit of how somebody can actually be their true, authentic self in every space that they walk in. Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, um, it does start with knowing yourself. That's the first secret in the book: know yourself. Um, and that whole idea of really being able to. Um, ask yourself questions about who you are and what you um, need, what you um, are craving, what 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 is God deposited in you that you've been afraid to really tap into? Um, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I I one of the secrets is is just the importance that I have discovered of having a relationship with God because, I mean, maybe somebody can do it without Him, but I can't. I've tried it. <laughs> I tried it. So I, I, I know that for a fact right. that I cannot do it without him. And um, um, to be able to really, you know, be in line with the Holy Spirit and, and, and God and, and his voice and um, know how he's directing you. It's a process. Mm -hmm. It's not a one and done. Um, whether you're raised in church or not raised in church, whether you go to church every Sunday, or whether you read the Bible or what, you know, that regardless, you know, you have have to be able to listen to God's still small voice and, mm -hmm. and, and, and really stay in tune with the person that he has designed you to be. And, and, you know, what's really incredible is that, you know, God has blessed me with an amazing church and that's where I am right now. Mm -hmm. no, normally I'd be home, but um, God has blessed me, blessed me with an amazing, amazing church, changed church in New, New Jersey. And, one of the things my, my pastor actually just wrote a book too. And he, he talks about just understanding your unique design. Mm. And, um, and one principle that he shares that I think is really important for anybody and everybody to know. And I, I touch on it in the book, but I don't really say it the same way he says it. And that's um, really understanding your unique discontent. Mm. What is it? What problem is it that, God has designed you to solve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would say then and for the years I've been telling people that we all were given a gift. God has given us a gift. And I think we get caught up in the vehicle um, too much. So, for example, I believe that, you know, I've been given the gift of service. Um, where I choose to put that, whether it's teaching, whether it's podcasting, whether it's speaking, whether it's writing books, that's the vehicle. But I think a lot of people get caught up in I'm not in the right vehicle and not understanding that your gift is going to lead you in different directions. So, um, you know, trusting that process is is important. And, you know, I just think that people that struggle with their purpose, they're looking at their job or whatever it is, that vehicle that that gift lies in is the the thing and not you know what it is that comes to you that's so easy that you can't even think about it right you know i can talk to people until i'm blue in the face for some reason that's the gift that i've been given so you know i'm gonna put it in these different spaces um so i think that's a big lesson to be taught to uh, where can people find your book they can find it on amazon uh, books a million and also barnes and noble um you can you can log on to any of those sites and just type in from fake to phenomenal and it'll pop up um what's great about being an author um it was a really cathartic process for me um it started uh, the the impetus was being fired from a job that i really loved mm. and um this time I could honestly look back and I could say, you know, I was doing my best work. I was doing such great work and um, to be, you know, just rejected and betrayed in that way um, really was harsh and felt bad. Mm -hmm. And initially I wanted to call the book, the Judas kiss, because I felt so <laughs> betrayed and I was so angry. Um, but God really touched my heart and he, and he gave me the inspiration to make the book, not, um, not a scathing, you know, mm. tale, but something that could really um, support and help people. So listen, everybody out there, this is now, if you've been paying attention and following, this is probably like the 45th story that we heard about <laughs> essentially the empowerment perspective about taking something that may have been, you know, devastating to you or something that may have been really difficult for you to go through and flipping it on his ear and using your, your pain for a purpose. Um, so, you know, the empowerment perspective, that's where it came from. So you, you're not hearing it from me. You're hearing it from all the guests that are, that are on this show, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, you know, I just wish everyone um, can understand that there's certain things you can't change in your life, but there's a way that you can use it and how you see it, which is important. Um, so, uh, Renee, I'm not going to hold you too much. So I definitely appreciate you uh, being on and hopefully, uh, you know, we can reconnect somewhere in the future. But I'm going to give you an uh, opportunity to say the last word to our, our audience out here. Anything that you would like to say to them, words of encouragement and, and all of that stuff. Well, you know, Fake to Phenomenal um, is about my journey, my own personal story. It's, it's um, how I kind of showed up uh, in this life and how I chose to live it. Um, but what's interesting about it, you know, and this came out the other day when I was doing an, a, another stop on my media tour, I was talking about the idea that, you know, the Bible is really a book of stories. And um, most of those folks, um, except for the kings and the queens and, <laughs> you know, the prophets and, you know, the and Jesus, um, are just like you and me. And um, they made mistakes and they um, were uh, fallible and they uh, made bad decisions. And 
And what's really great about reading other people's stories is that when you can read someone's story and something resonates in that story um, for your life, um, what that tells you is that you're not alone. Um, when I did my doctoral program, I interviewed 10 Black women ministry leaders, and I uncovered that Christian women leaders that I interviewed and the women that they serve, they value three things, and that's relationship, connection, and community. So the first way that you can really be able to tap into that relationship, connection, and community is to be able to read a memoir like mine or Viola Davis or anybody else who, who's written a, a, a pain to purpose memoir and see that you are not alone mm. and that everything that you go through, everything that you deal with, everything that you um, fight through um, has has a has a meaning and has a message and that there's a there's someone out there who needs to hear your story too so if you're interested in in getting to um getting to talk to me on a one-on-one or um getting involved in any of my coaching circles definitely go to my website it's iwillembracelife.com um you can fill out the contact form and i'll i'll reach back out to you asap awesome uh, I thank you so much for being here. It was definitely a blessing and um, great information. And hopefully, you know, some people will reach out and connect with you. Um, some housekeeping things for our audience out there. Um, by the time this episode comes out, our um, November 5th um, party for a purpose uh, for cancer research will be completed. So shout out to those people who um, donated um, a successful event. Um, you know, we raising money for cancer. 100% of the proceeds went directly to cancer um, for the American Cancer Society. There's still time for you to join our bike ride and our team. We are riding from Philadelphia to Atlantic City. We do it every year to raise money and awareness for cancer research. Um, also coming up, uh, by the time this podcast comes out, there'll still be time for us to, uh, for you to get involved in our turkey donations for uh, Thanksgiving and also our toy drive coming up in Christmas. Um, and obviously we're speaking everywhere. We're in North Jersey soon. We're um, out West soon. We're all over the place, cultural competency, and also how to build relationships and education. Also hip hop one-on-one. Um, we're also bringing that to a conference as well. Um, that's all about cultural competency within our worldview of, of hip hop culture. So thank you for listening to us and like always stay in power.